0: Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my my buddy Stephen Cervantes. So, how are you doing today? I am
1: well. Glad to be alive, and it's been a long time since you and I talked.
0: Well, yeah, and it's it's crazy that we're coming to the end of summer, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm really just days away from sending my oldest off to college, and so we're in that we're totally in that season right now, and. Um, I need to get pointers from you. You know, you had two daughters, and they're they're both grown and everything. So you might have to help me navigate. <laughs> you might have to help me navigate these next couple. You of You cry,
1: then you miss them, then you call them, and you check, and you stay close. And yeah, yeah. You help with the launching, you know.
0: Well, hey, I wanted to listeners. Uh, I want to let you know because we are coming to the end of summer, um, and that means a lot of times that uh, just a lot of ministry activity really ramps up going into the fall. And I want to let you know of our next two Gateway to Freedom workshops that are coming up. We've got one that's coming up in Texas, and that's going to be September 6th through the 8th. And then another one uh, also coming up in September in Pennsylvania, September 27th through the 29th. Um, These are powerful three-day intensive weekends that we've just seen hundreds of men over the years um, really get to the root of their their mm-hmm. struggles and their issues, and and not not just merely dealing with the symptoms of sexual brokenness, but really getting down to the root. Yeah. And then uh, we've seen it just work as such a catalyst for helping men move forward in living lives of integrity. So, if you'd like to learn about more information and register for that, you can go to gatewaymen dot com, and uh, please register as early as possible because space is limited at both of these. Um, both of these venues, and to date this year, all of our workshops have been filled to capacity. So you definitely want to um, register early for that. That's gatewaymen.com. Well, Stephen, you've got—I uh, think we've got an interesting topic to talk about here today. One that's so uh, important and I think practical in in the life of of anybody who's dealing with any kind of brokenness. But it's the issue of forgiveness, right? So why don't you kind of tell our listeners where we're going to be going this time around. So everybody's been hurt
1: on the journey called life. And we carry pain and scars and brokenness. And sometimes that stuff gets woven into the body and it's like the body holds the memory. And we want freedom. We want to be able to rest and be at peace. Um, And so what I love about the Christian faith is is how one of the tools of Christianity is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it becomes not just an emotional act, it becomes a spiritual act and a healing act and and like a transformational act, a big offering to God act, even forgiveness is like a God offering act. And if that doesn't make any sense, well, good, stay tuned. yeah, Because we're about to read... It's called The Seven Steps of Forgiveness. Uh, I was at a training once, and it was called Sozo Prayer Training. A guy named Tommy Hayes was speaking, and he went down Seven Steps of Forgiveness. And I'd never heard it before. Just phenomenal. Because everybody said, well, just forgive him. Just forgive him. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... As if we
0: can just flip a switch and yeah, just yeah, forgive yeah, okay, right?
1: okay, okay, forgive him. Okay, done, right. But but there's some emotional work and some spiritual work and some healing work that goes on in forgiveness. And so um, this little format breaks it down really nicely. It's seven steps. Um, and it's the kind of podcast you may want to listen to a couple of times because the words are really powerful and yeah, important. And
0: in that regard, I would encourage you, uh, this might be one of those things where, let's say you're out, if you're, in your car listening to this podcast or let's say you're out on a jog or you're working on, this might be one of those that you'll want to um, find a separate time. You can still listen to the whole podcast when you're doing that, but you might want to also find a separate time where you can actually uh, maybe be taking notes and writing some things down for your own personal process of forgiveness so that it can be more more practical and just more uh, kind of enriching in your life. This is one of the more kind of nuts and bolts, how do we do this very thing we're talking about on the on the program? Right.
1: And so I've asked Jonathan to personalize it and put a name in it. So we could say and fill in the name, or we could just read through it. And uh, I asked him to read. He reads much better on the air than I do. And fill in a name so we could look, make this like a real live walkthrough well, and, session.
0: And also, so you know, listeners, um, I, I've— the the name that i'm going to be saying is representative of a real person in my history but it's not their real name <laughs> good so uh, cuz one of the things i think is important is i'm not just filling in some fictitious name it's like no i want to i want to help you understand what does this look like and feel like to go through now just yeah. so you will know i have actually gone through previously in my history forgiving this actual person but for the sake of our time here, it's yes. important that you hear that, that actual name. And, and so, so
1: we, we don't just say, okay, go do this. Right. That we also model it ourselves.
0: Yeah, because we all need to learn how to forgive, right? Because it's part of life. Oh, We're all going to get hurt. We've and this is wounded. a
1: fabulous Christian tool. Yeah. And, and I say that together because most people don't don't think of it as a Christian tool. But it's powerful. Well,
0: well, I think we need to acknowledge, you you mentioned it earlier, this is not something that, you know, just go do it, right? I mean, just like, just make a decision and go do that. Mm. I really think that forgiveness is absolutely connected to God because Mm. it's not something that comes to us naturally, does it? I mean, is it your no, natural inclination no, to want to forgive uh, no, somebody? No, I hold
1: and I <laughs> sulk and I can be moody and yeah, I can detach and write you off. Yeah, yeah. we want vengeance, not forgiveness. <laughs> you know, so so this is written in a prayer format. That's why I say it's a Christian tool that has greater power than just an emotional tool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're ready, okay, lunch in. So
0: there's going to be seven steps here. So step number one is to say, "So I admit." No, no, back up. You start with Lord. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So So it puts um, in the prayer. And you said I'm the better reader.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a better reader, but I got to point out there's two lines here that make it a prayer. That's
0: right. Okay, so the beginning of the prayer is, Lord, I need healing in my heart. Mm -hmm. I want to provide the principles of forgiveness to past wrongs. I want freedom and peace over past matters.
1: This is old stuff, Lord. I want to get past it. I want the past to be released so I can be healed.
0: Mm -hmm. So number one, I admit wrong was done to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, I speak out that wrong that was done to me, and I make no excuses or justifications for their actions. Lord, I forgive Jim for what he did was wrong to me. It was sin, and it was wrong. It should not have happened, but it did, and it was wrong. That action was not your perfect will. I want your perfect will for my life, so I speak out this wrong.
1: I speak out this wrong. I identified the wrong. I know the the wrong lives in me, and I've kept it alive, but no longer. I'm speaking it out in heaven's direction, out of my being. I admit that wrong was done to me. So the first one is, I admit it to myself, right? The admission is the first part. I admit, it's been a secret, been quiet. I admit wrong was done and I'm carrying it.
0: Mm -hmm. Secondly, I speak out the hurt done to me. Lord, I was hurt. I felt confused and angry and embarrassed that action hurt and confused me. It caused pain, confusion, and ugly feelings in my life. Hurt and confusion is not your perfect will. I want your perfect will for my life. So I speak out this. Uh, I speak out that this action hurt me.
1: So step two. Wrong was done. One step two is, it it resulted in hurting me, and that hurt has caused confusion. Ugly thoughts and feelings, pain I've carried, and I'm speaking it out of me that hurt has been carried in my body over something that was wrong and done in my direction.
0: So I look at, the, I look at these first two here, Stephen, and I think it's important to recognize, you know, one is, is kind of acknowledging the cause, the other is acknowledging the effect, Mm-hmm. Like the wrong that was done to me, it's important. I think sometimes we sort of just lump those things together and there's a you distinction know. between, hey, I just need to admit um, what was done to me was wrong.
1: That's right. Done to me, not from God, but human brokenness was done to me. And I, that's, that's a very healthy and important frame. Mm-hmm. I did not go ask for this or want this or plan this. Something was dumped on me and it was wrong and then the second part and the
0: second part is then what did that what was the effect that that caused in me see because i think sometimes what people do is uh because sometimes in the hurt that was done and then then out of the effect we then maybe take wrong actions ourselves and we do some things that are hurtful and so therefore we don't we find it hard to admit the first thing that wrong was done to me because then we might say Yeah, but I didn't respond well and yeah, I didn't and so then we start rather than recognizing the the reality of being a victim of having something wrong done to me, I then just lump in my own sinfulness and brokenness and shame and then say, Yeah, well, but who cares? Because I I didn't respond. Well, well, or I deserved
1: it. Yes. And although you yeah. get real weird in the there's head. A,
0: there's a false guilt about yes, the wrong done I was in to the me. Wrong
1: place. And if I didn't ta- talk or if I not said or if I didn't,
0: right? As no. a little sidebar, isn't that really so much of what we saw really kind of in the Me Too movement, right? Is, is this idea that so many of those victims that remained silent for so long were carrying a false guilt like. Yes. Like, well, hey, you must have been provocative. You must have been the one that asked, invited that. You didn't assert and fight back and push
1: and you messed up.
0: And this is saying, no, let's draw the line between something was done to me that was wrong. And then the the, the effect it had on me, I have to own what I did with that effect. Just as
1: you say, there's such freedom. I admit that wrong was done to me. There's mm -hmm. such freedom in that. Like, I just showed up. I was an innocent person. I just showed up to have fun, to play, to do, to act. I, And then something completely unexpected, planned by another, mm-hmm. was done to me.
0: Yeah. So then number three is, I choose to release Jim to God. Lord, even though he hurt me, I choose to release Jim to you. That does not mean I forget what happened or say it's okay. No, rather, I give them a gift they do not deserve, just as you gave me a gift I did not deserve. You've given me mercy and forgiveness many times. So I release them from all my expectations and judgments. I release him to you. I love that. Mm -hmm.
1: That line just punches me in the gut. I give him a gift that he does not deserve. Mm. He did wrong to me, and I give him a gift that he does not deserve, just like I got a gift that I did not deserve. My father gave me a gift that I didn't work for or earn or have to prove or be good enough. He just gave me this gift. Now, let's just. And I pass it to him.
0: Let's also just acknowledge the very real um, difficulty with this particular point in the process of forgiveness or in the steps of forgiveness. Um, Yes, we need to be grounded and rooted in an understanding of the mercy and forgiveness God has given to us, right? Yes, but let's not assume that. Then that makes it a very, a really easy thing to release the person that has done a great offense against you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. And, and what I'm, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, we need to acknowledge in this moment we are not God, and and so it's it's many times we in a moment will will release, but then we'll immediately grab back and we'll pull that person back in mm-hmm. to hold it you know to hold it against them to continue to cling to the wrong that they did to me and really kind of cling to them in order to keep them sort of punished or you know whatever else it's hard to release this is a pivotal point i think in the steps of forgiveness but i just want us to help the listener know it's not something just automatic just because you've said wrong was done to me and um and it hurt me It doesn't mean mean that immediately becomes easy to say, and I release this person to God.
1: Right, and I think it's, in this point, it's going to develop a little further, but in this point, it's a cognitive act. Yes, yeah. It's an offering to God, a spiritual act of offering, and a cognitive act that says, you know what, I don't want to care anymore. Mm -hmm. It happened, it's caused confusion, but I am making a choice to carry to death this and keep it alive in me or I'm choosing to release it so I don't have to carry it. Yeah. And In this step, the next one's going to clarify a piece of this, right. but this is a cognitive and spiritual act.
0: So number four, I have felt pain and I release that pain to God. Lord, I choose to release all this pain to you. You know the pain that I've carried. I do not want it anymore. So I offer you this pain. I release it from me. I give it to you. I release myself from carrying the pain any longer. I also release feelings of unworthiness, shame, and failure. I want your perfect will for my life, so I release all the pain.
1: Isn't that great? So there's, there's pain that goes with being hurt and devalued and cheapened. And the wrong act happened. It caused pain. And, and that was interpreted as negative beliefs about myself. The pain carries these beliefs. It's a physical act stored in the body, right? This pain. And, and it translated into unworthiness, shame, failure. Somehow it, it, it brought me down. The act that someone did brought me to a place I'm not supposed to abide in. Mm-hmm. But I want your perfect will for my life. I don't want the unworthiness, the shame, the secrecy, the failure. I don't want the physical part. I don't want the pain part. So I have felt pain. I know this pain. And I'm, I'm, I'm not only releasing him in thought. I'm releasing the pain and some beliefs I've been carrying. I, w- I want clearing in my being.
0: And I, I think there's actually an, an interesting complementary nature between the first two steps and the and the second or the third and fourth step, you know, because the first step is I'm admitting wrong was done to me, so that's about the the person the other yes. person, right? Then you're saying I'm I'm admitting what it's done to me, like the hurt that it's caused me, so that's about me. The third one is um uh I'm admitting. You know, I'm choosing to release my offender. Well, that's about the other person, right? And then this 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 one here is I I have pain and I'm releasing that pain. So the you know the f- one and three are about the other person. Two and four are then about my response and, and my. But all of this points then in these in this three and four of there's a release that has to happen, right? Yeah. I release the offender, kind of in, putting them in God's hands. I release them, but then I also have to release what I have carried yes. in response to what they have done to me. And I think that's so important because I see this happen over and over and over again, where especially wives, when we're dealing with wives that have been betrayed by their husband sexually, is they will say, I have forgiven him, but they have not released the pain in themselves. mm mm-hmm. For what that that is built
1: kind of, all around that, right? Yes. That pain caused confusion and shame and unworthiness and, and why me and if God loved me, I'd mess with my faith, it messed with my personal belief, my belief in humanity and society. I'm just carrying confusion and pain and, and doubt. Right you did something
0: and I got so messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number five is, Lord, I have not handled the incident perfectly, so I repent of my sinful responses. Uh, Lord, you know how I responded. I've carried thoughts and feelings that are not good, so I wish to repent of what I have been carrying in response to the incident. Resentment, even wishing harm on Jim. Lord, I want your perfect will for my life, so I repent of my sinful response.
1: Oh wow! Back to me again, right? It's me, and then it's him, and then it's me, and then it's him. So, so I played a part, right? And it was not a God response. That hurt spun me in a direction that flowed out thoughts and feelings that were ugly. Mm -hmm. I became bitter and resentful, and I shook my fist at heaven. I shook my fist at him. I shook my fist at myself and said, why can't you be better? Why can't you, why can't? And so it's like how I responded was not helpful.
0: Well, and there's a, what I see in this is sometimes a very, very difficult thing to do because um, how many times do we feel justified in our sinfulness because of the hurt that somebody else has done against us? In other words, I can almost, I can almost try to make this appeal to God. God, He deserved an <laughs> angry word. He deserved my wrath to right. be poured out on Him. Yes, and you know what I mean. So, hey, don't hold my sin against me for, I mean, because it was caused. In back
1: like a fool. Well, it's just about He yeah. is the.
0: And so the thing is, is I see there's, there's, I believe there's power in this part of the repentance piece, or mm. rec- recognizing. There are things that I have to own not about what they did to me, Yes, but there are things that I have to own in terms of how I may have responded sinfully. And and I really want to make sure people understand that distinction there. You're not repenting of what was done to you. That's that other person's guilt, right? But you are saying... I didn't respond perfectly. I wasn't Jesus in the response, you know. Mm. Uh, And even if I didn't respond verbally or physically to that person, like, for instance, in my case, my response was not directly to that person, but I carried deep resentment and and, and hateful thoughts Mm. toward that person. Well, that's sin. Right. Jesus says, you know, you've heard it said don't commit murder, but I say if you have hate in your heart, You've already committed well. That's sin before God, so it's important that we do this repentance re, um, response, and that's I think what leads into then number six.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! My turn. I'm. Well, what is this? I repent of my sinful response. I repent. I go to my Father, and say, I too have sinned, Father. In response, I didn't. Carrying myself in a Christ-like manner, I built a wall. I got an attitude, and I have to come to you and say, "I'm guilty too in this." I have to release. I have to come to you. I have to repent. This sinful thing, actions that have that have tied up and gnarled up my own heart. My own sin response has gnarled up my heart. And I must repent to you, Father.
0: And I think what that does is repentance, if I can put it this way, almost demands that we enter into a state of humility, Mm. which then I think gives us opportunity to then do what number six is in this process of forgiveness. Number six, today I do an unnatural thing. I bless my offender. Wow. Lord, I pray for the person who hurt me. Show them what they did. Convict them. Reveal to them their wrongs. Show them the damage they caused. Let them be convicted so they can move to repentance. Lord, may they also receive healing. You bless me daily. So today I bless them in Jesus' name. I want to have the same heart you have for hurting people. May they one day know your forgiveness and mercy. I bless Jim today. Wow,
1: there's such power in that. It's just like, we get this wrong. We say, if you offend me, then you must come to me and you must apologize to me. And when you take ownership, then I may release it. But I may not release it. I must carry it because you offended me. And so I'm the keeper of the record of wrong. And I'll hold you account till death. I'll keep it in my body, the account of the pain you cause. But this is such a Christ-like act, not only to release and to get some healing for yourself, but to go a step further and say, I bless him.
0: And, and think of the example that was set for us by God. The Bible says that while we were still enemies, mm. Christ died for us. In other words, what that meant was we were the ones that had offended God, and he didn't wait and say, you come to me.
1: Right, that's right. He said,
0: no, no, I'm going to move toward you in an initiation of a forgiving act. And therefore, through that, he blessed us before we ever acknowledged our offense mm, to him. That's great. And I think, so there we have the example. And then finally...
1: So so see if you can say that. See if you can pray this and get to the point where you say to Father, I don't condemn him. Mm. I bless him because he's part of the creation too, and he's a big screwed up mess, and he's imperfect, and I don't want hell on him. I want heaven on him. So I bless him.
0: Mm -hmm. And so then number seven is today I receive a heavenly blessing. Lord, now that I've released him to you, please fill me. Make that place inside me be new. Fill in that cleared away place with your love and fullness. What do you have for me? Bless me as I listen to you speak. Pour into me. I want your perfect will for my life. Reveal to me your new, deeper truth. That's fabulous. So one of, the, one of the refrains that I think is important for us to point out that's been made throughout all of these steps is, Lord, I want your perfect will for my life. Mm. I think that's a good thing to sort of kind of be repeating in your head, even as you go through each of these, is, Lord, I want your perfect will. Um, and, and perfect will doesn't mean perfect circumstances, but perfect will does mean perfect peace. And so I think this is one of the, I think that's one of the fruits that comes out of forgiveness is we finally have peace in our soul, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. What I like about this is make that place inside me new. Because if I, all the, I'm releasing capacity in me, storage in me, history in place, boxes stacked up with records of wrong in it. I'm clearing it out and saying Take this and use this place for more good inside me. Show me a new, deeper truth rather than I have to get my own justice. Show me something about your love, about grace, about forgiveness, about mercy, about healing, about wholeness. Show me something that I've been
0: missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then finally just in closing this prayer we can say Lord thank you for what you have done today through this forgiveness prayer in Jesus name amen amen what a forgiveness prayer so i want to say this is a way these seven steps i think are a way to just bring some some order and maybe some fluidity to what is a very difficult process you know so and i hope it brings some clarity too so the listeners can think when when I recognize that that impression from God that I need to forgive, it's not just some kind of nebulous, you know, r- arbitrary out there. Like, hey, I just need to somehow just say these words, "I forgive you," and magically everything, you know, works out.
1: Right. It's, and people say that just forgive. Okay, let's go eat lunch. Okay, just forgive. Okay, let's go shopping or oh, just forget like what the heck are you talking about? This well, is a huge
0: act. Yeah, if you think about it, we're talking about the the wrong that was done. We're talking about the pain that it caused. We're talking about so we're talking about emotional, spiritual. We're talking about yes. even having to recognize our own sinfulness in response to yes. the offense. We're looking at doing something that's way outside the box of actually blessing a person who has hurt us. Mm. So this is something that I think if you if you really begin to go through this process well, you become if i can put it this way kind of a person of forgiveness mm. it's not you learn to release things that's quicker good. you learn to as my dad would say keep short accounts mm. you know you don't let things build up somebody offends you go through this process and 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 be released from that burden of bitterness and mm. um and pain that can continue that's good well, listeners, we hope this has helped. If you're, if you're walking through a difficulty right now where you're really feeling like I'm struggling to even maybe get through step one of forgiveness, please reach out to us. We want to be able to help you along this journey. Um, we've got lots of resources that can help. You can check us out at PureSexRadio.com or on Twitter at PureSexRadio. And we're glad you've been with us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.